Welcome to Digitalization Tech Talks. This is the podcast where we dive into the world of technologies and how they create value for the process industries. So one topic that we have covered several times in this podcast, but from a lot of different angles, is data. For instance, we described how to use data and artificial intelligence to create the golden batch. Now that was back in episode 22. And we also went into depths with software tools that you can implement to turn data into insights and ultimately decisions, which was in episode 16. So just to mention a couple. What we're going to be talking about today is akin to going back to the basics of data almost. It's all about how you optimize data capture so you can actually make use of data across an entire organization and not just a single group or department. Data capture can't and should not be viewed as an afterthought. It's also about co-ownership. So how do you elevate your data in such a way that it enables you to deploy an ecosystem of tools that can tap into the data and find those golden nuggets of truth, insights, or actionable value? I'm really excited to introduce the guests that we have on the show today. But before I get to that, what are your thoughts about today's topic, Don? Hi, Jonas. Great to be back for another episode. And I think we have another good one for our audience today. And, and I think it's always particularly beneficial when we can get an end user's perspective on the topics of, of interest. This is one of those foundational issues that's significant to all companies that are seeking to become digital enterprises, go through a digital transformation. Uh, just like a, if you have a building that is going to crumble if it doesn't have a strong foundation, same thing can happen with the digital transformation, that it will not have much chance for success without a base of strong pool of data available. So that's a great way of putting it, Don. Without any further ado, I want to introduce our guest, Mass Tory Smith. He is Head of Digitalization, Agriculture, and Industrial Biosolutions R&D at Novozymes. And I'm super excited that you agreed to be on the show, Mass. So thank you and welcome. Thanks, guys. And thanks for the invite to join and talk a little bit about digital transformation, which happens to be both my job and also my passion. That's great. So it sounds like we made the right decision to reach out to you to talk about this topic mess. So mm -hmm. first of all, tell our listeners about Novozymes and your role at the company. It sounds quite intriguing from your title. So why don't you give our listeners an insight into that? Certainly, Jonas. Uh, Novozymes is one of the biggest global industrial biotech companies out there. We develop, manufacture, and sell industrial enzymes and microbes to consumers uh, and customers across the globe. We are predominantly like a business-to-business -business company, and really our corporate overall purpose is to support the growing world in a sustainable manner uh, by leveraging our biotech innovation muscle. And also because we have a global footprint that allows us to deliver industrial solutions to many industries. Our commitment is to a healthy planet, and it comes from like our external activities that we do with our customers. So it's predominantly it's about CO2 reduction from chemical replacements. It's about transforming food systems. And it's also about just in general, enabling healthier lives. And from how we optimize our own operations, we can even further, uh, you know, help uh, integrate and, and, and help deliver on a better and a more sustainable society. In my role, as you mentioned, which is head of digitalization, 
I'm heading up a global team of data scientists and data engineers. And uh, we are really responsible for digital transformation of the innovation flows in our area of agriculture and industrial biosolutions. And if you dig a little more down, our team is, is driving a couple of initiatives, which is about uh, process transformation and how we do innovations, but it's also about competency up-leveling and it's about putting new data tooling in place. It's about establishing you know, scalable learning loops uh, that connecting our teams uh, both up and down our innovation pipelines from like very early ideas to the full scale product testing, which is the last steps we do before we take stuff out to our customers. And, and overall, I'd say our, our team probably operates from a philosophy of, of, of really doing this in a way where we're creating a robust and a user-friendly infrastructure for our digital components, right? And that, that, that we do to deliver a foundation that helps everybody do a database decision-making in a better way. And, you know, at the end of the day, that means augmented business guidance from Andy. I've been with NoSimes for about 20 years uh, in many different roles. Uh, and that is actually super helpful when you are trying to do transformation uh, with research teams. So it is about scoping out the digital transformation opportunities that we see across our industries with our teams. And it's, it is often... Uh, as also I think you said in your introduction, is an exercise really of both of culture and change management and technical challenges. So it's it's super interesting. Well, thanks for that introduction, Mads. I think your experiences are really going to be helpful to our audience. And if we start at a high level, it's obviously important to Novozymes uh, to implement digitalization. Can you tell us about this importance and how it is for companies like yours? Yeah, I think, you know, with an Innovation company like Novozymes that has about 7,000 global employees, right, operating really across more than 30 different industries, it's just a must-have uh, digitalization. And, and I think the entry to our discussion today and really how I feel we need to look at this is to treat our data as a highly uh, valuable asset. If you think about it, research and decision-making essentially comes down to a database decision flow. And that's the same whether you have good or you have bad data. So for me, digitalization in terms of uh, digitally driven transformation of business operations is really the next industrial revolution. I believe it'll transform companies. I think it'll transform how we innovate and even how we collaborate. So. It's not really an area, even for a big company like Novozymes, where we can just decide if we want to do this or not. I think it's a reality. And I think the tricky part of it is it's, it's an industrial revolution, so no one knows really what it's going to look like eventually. So it's not an option just to stand on the sideline and wait to see what is going to look like, right? You have to be part of the journey because you really have to evolve as tools and insights evolve. Uh, and I think that's really what we are trying to figure out in Novozymes. Well, with that in mind, what is Novozymes' vision when it comes to digitalization and what's at the core of what you're trying to achieve? Um, I would say that Novozymes, as most other innovation companies, we, you know, we have big ambitions and we have a lot of potential in this space. 
So if we can leverage the latest in machine learning, tooling, in AI, and also in this new exciting field of large language models like ChatGPT that everybody reads about, I think we really can unlock uh, the power of biotech. So because of that, I think we are really heavily investing in trying to step change our data capture culture. So we do it to break down the data silos between the functions in Nozymes, and, and we do that to help uh, get better learning loops across our innovation pipeline. And ultimately, of course, what we're looking for as a, a company is to be able to do innovation faster and more efficient and with more shots and go. Uh, if you focus on R&D specifically, I would say there it's about tools upgrading and it's about skills development. Uh, we want everybody to be able to use the tools, and that means everybody needs to be able to also evolve how they use tools and how they look at the data. And, and again, the goal here is really to enable this end-to-end -end data flow capture, because if you can do that, then you're much better at democratizing the data, and it allows you to really to get the power of the data in the hands of as many researchers and decision makers as possible. So I said it early, it's really for me is about the uh, looking at data as the ultimate asset and the value. I think digital transformation is coming fast, but in biotech, it's such a complex area and the news tooling within AI and last language models as we talked about can both be a threat, but it's also a super opportunity for those that really understand how to leverage it. The tools are changing and they're evolving and they are combining almost weekly. So it's really hard to stay on top of them. But one thing is for certain, I'd say, uh, and that's, that's like they all rely on data. And if you don't have high quality data uh, and if you don't have a lot of it, there's not a lot of stuff you can do with these tools. Most legacy innovation companies, if you think about it, they have very valuable market insights, and they also have a lot of technical know-how, both of the industries they operate in and how they deliver and innovate. And then knowledge goes really far back, but it's very hard to get this data in a digital form, as you probably have talked about in your other podcast, because it's just not, easy to plug in historic data. For Novozymes, I think that means that we have been fairly aggressive in investing in specific software and tooling and change initiatives to try to move as many of our innovation flows into like organized data capture and, and honestly trying to do this as fast as possible. Because if you think about it, every day we don't get that done, our teams are generating data that is going to be really hard to interrogate in the future. I really like the saying, saying when you need wood to build a house, the best time to plant your trees is 20 years ago. And the second best time to do so is right now. And those times I think we have already done a great job uh, moving into electronic records and away from papers. And I think really the next step for us is to step it up and go for full structured data capture according to like fair data principles. 
the FAIR data principles, what is that? Could you explain that to our listeners? Yeah, FAIR data principles is like an international standard of how to capture data in a way that allows you to like reuse it and access it later. So FAIR is an acronym. It stands for findable, accessible, uh, interrogatable, and retrievable, all like steps uh, that are super important if you are planning to focus on data use as part of your data capture. Okay, that's good. That makes sense. Thank you. Right, right. I mean, in general, I think I look at Nozams as a biotech innovation powerhouse, right? Just to, to go back to your question, Don. And I think for us, I don't think that we are going to be able to maintain our market leadership if we are not getting in uh, and keeping our innovation edge by augmenting with digital tools. Many of our industries and research areas are really uncharted territories, and it is very shifting and changing conditions that and, and, and options that the customers are looking for. So I think being able to augment our innovation and our decision flows is just a must-have uh, for us, simply. Yeah, it sounds like your your market conditions, your customers require you to be able to to do things very flexibly and 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 fast. And it mm -hmm. sounds like if you can do that, you can maintain your competitive advantage that way, which is important to you. So, um, I I want to change gears a little bit, Mess. Mm -hmm. um, I want to start digging a little bit more into the data topic. I'd like you to shed some light on how you and Nozimes have gone about optimizing this data capture and which tools you're using to optimize it, because you've mentioned tools quite a few times. So if you could dig that into that a little bit deeper. Sure. I, and I think that's really where the rubber meets the road, isn't it? I think it's about data capture. You can do a lot of cool stuff with data, but if it's not the right quality and it's not easy to, to use, it doesn't have a lot of value. So basically I'd say and I always say that to our teams right our our ambitions of all the cool AI toolings and it just takes a lot of data and not just data right we just said that before it's really about highly structured data that needs to be reliable that you can trust because once you start putting it into systems you don't really control the data anymore in a in a classical sense Normally, people are used to just using their own data, and that means you know your data well. You can see if something is off. But once you are like breaking down the data silos and you are, uh, you know, handling data that comes from other teams and from other places in your organization or maybe even customers, you need to be able to trust the data that you are getting. And you have to be able to trust the context under which you're planning to interrogate it, right? So. It's not really just enough to just capture raw data. You also must capture the format of the data and the context under which it has been generated. And I think that's really the essence, right? Um, the use of the data. So when you're thinking about capturing it, when you think about tooling, you have to start by thinking about how am I going to use this data? So for simplicity's sakes, I think we can break down tooling into maybe serving two key targets or two key focus areas. One, I think that is most important for me in terms of getting these tools adopted and in use is that they integrate. So they have to integrate the data capture process with the 
with how people are working. So it has to be part, an essential part and an integrated part of people's workflow. And the second thing is it has to be like redeployable. Optimally, it sits in a ecosystem of solutions so that you can like redeploy uh, to multiple teams, have multiple users that know how to use the tools, and the tools are flexible enough that they can adapt and be used by adjacent teams. So if you look at Novozymes, I think the tooling that we deploy is very much focused on this integrated data capture. So essentially what we want to do is we want to capture all of the data, all the metadata, as the researchers are doing both their designs and when they're executing their work in the lab. So if you have to visualize something or calculate a design or calculate how much you need to dose of a chemical or something in the lab, why not also have all this data captured as you're doing these calculations? Right, because if data is a afterthought or if it's a separate step in your workflow it will simply not get done right it will be either down prioritized or people would capture as little of the data as they possibly think they can because it takes time to capture more data if it's not integrated and nozymes i think we have taken that to heart and we have invested in like a couple of global and platforms that integrate as much as possible with the actual physical workflows. One platform is highly optimized around our products. So it's our biomolecules. We sell microbes and we sell enzymes. And for us, it is very important to have a system that can organize and enforce a structure for all of these microbes. So those are entity-based data captures. That system allows us to fully find and upload and retrieve all the existing data that is generated on all our products across the company. It's integrated workflow, so as you design uh, new uh, versions of our molecules or if you develop them, it is captured automatically in a structured data uh, form, and that allows us to be able to use this uh, downstream for like AI or machine learning tooling and stuff like that. Another part of our needs from data capture perspective is around capturing like experimental conditions and process optimization. Let's say you wanna optimize a recipe in your pilot, and let's say you want to like simulate conditions that customers experience in the summer. Here it's all about how you're testing our molecules and how you're simulating customers and how you're simulating maybe different customer needs. So that is much more about an integrated capture of all of the experimental parameters. You would like to be able to go back, for instance, and say, have I ever tested this product under these conditions? Or have we done these conditions? Or how have you simulated this in the, in the past? So here we're talking about flexible flow capture that really allows this frequent process changes and allowing people to go back and look at this. So again, this has to be done in a structured manner so you can go back and look for different conditions or specific setups if you are interested in those kind of things. The latter uh, is actually a recent uh, Siemens software offering uh, from an acquisition of a company called Riffin. 
and and those guys has actually been an essential software component uh, for my part of the business for the last many years. And and it is a piece of software that works really well in in our part of the business where we are a lot of like simulation tasks uh, and and customer uh, testing. So this concludes part one of our podcast episode. Make sure to tune back in when we have part two being released in the next week. Mess has so much more to share. So in order to not miss out on all this rich information, make sure to subscribe to be notified when the next part is going to be available.